and you're listening to the Pass the Mic podcast, a podcast dedicated to amplifying female, trans, and non-binary voices in music. One of my favorite parts about having this podcast is that I get to share conversations with some of my biggest heroes in music. One of those heroes, without a doubt, is Lauren Rierich, who runs the blog The Grey Estates. Lauren founded The Grey Estates in 2013, and since then, the site has become one of the most influential indie music blogs. But more than that, Lauren has built a community around the Grey Estates and connects music fans and artists from across the world through heartfelt interviews, thoughtful features, and uplifting social media posts. I caught up with Lauren to learn more about starting the Grey Estates, breaking down the rules of music blogging, and building an online community. Keep listening to hear our full conversation. All right. Well, welcome to the Pass the Mic podcast, Lauren. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited. Yeah, of course. Um, how's your day been going? What's what's going on? Um, let me think. How's my day been going? Um, I think it's been okay. I've been doing some work. Um, I'm moving at the end of the month, so I've been like stressing about that. But you know, mm-hmm. just living life, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, moving is always a huge ordeal. So that can be a stressful time, but good to like make time and do the things that you like, which it sounds like you've been doing. So that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, I am so excited to have you on this episode of the podcast. When I started and I like got the idea to do a podcast for Pass the Mic, you were like absolutely one of the first people who came to mind. I was like, I need to talk to Lauren and I need to talk to the Gray Estates. So I'm so excited to have you on this episode. Oh my gosh. I feel so honored now. Like seriously. (laughs) Yeah, so I started reading The Grey Estates probably like two-ish years ago, but I know that you've had the blog for a lot longer than that. Um, when did you start The Grey Estates, and what inspired you to start your own music blog? Um, I started it in 2013, and at the time, I was like going through some really bad like depression, and I was just having trouble finding like a journalism job that I liked Um, and I was working from home like doing some freelance writing so I thought like oh I have this experience sort of writing about music like I could start a blog and see how it goes and it kind of like just became a way for me to like do the things that I love and then also not focus on like how sad I was feeling Um, but then Mm -hmm. it's like continued even now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I feel like that can be hard just doing a bunch of freelance work because you maybe, like, don't have as much connection with other people. You're just kind of doing your own thing, like like you said, working from home a lot. So it's really nice to have, like, that sense of community from having your own blog and kind of meeting a bunch of people through that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the blog has been, like, one of the main ways um, that I've made friends and also how I've met my boyfriend, which is, like, that's just weird, but it's good. It's mm-hmm. like a good weird, but it's, yeah, it's definitely a real sense of community. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's so wild how the internet just, like, brings people together these days. I mean, there are so many friendships that, you know, start out from people who 
don't even know each other for like years online and then you just become like best friends and it's crazy how that happens and how that can like build such a, a strong community. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty wild. Was that one of your goals when you started the Gray Estates to kind of have this sense of community um, or was that something that just kind of happened naturally? I think like I kind of always hoped that like people would be able to feel like they could talk to the blog which is really me but um just because i like i follow so many bigger sites and because they're so big and like you know their corporations um like i don't feel like you can really interact with those people or like find out like who's behind that writing um and i think just because so much of what we write is like personal that it just made sense to sort of like approach um interacting with people like in the same way so i think like over time it's definitely been one of my goals to like sort of increase that community but um it's definitely something that like i've been surprised at like the community that's been created through it but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's really awesome that we get to see like a lot of you through the gray estates that's like one of my favorite parts about like scrolling through twitter and like seeing your tweets Every day just like brightens my day of like, you know, seeing you reach out to people and be like, what is inspiring you lately? And like, what have you done that makes you proud? I think that's just like so cool and such a great way to like show some of yourself to your audience and then like have them participate, like you said, and just, you know, kind of build everyone up. I think you're such an awesome like hype person online. And I think that, yeah, just spreads so much positivity through your blog. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. I like the first couple of times I did it, it just seems like I feel like a lot of people music because it's not like the main thing, like whether it's a band or like a blogger, like they have so much other stuff going on that I was, I don't know, I always felt like, oh, if I could do this and it like makes someone smile for two seconds or like some guy the other day told me he like built a swing set for his daughter and I was like, this is like the Aww. sweetest thing I've ever read. Like, <laughs> so it's nice to, um, to definitely be able to like share that with other people. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah, and I think that makes, like, The Grey Estate so much more than just a music blog. Like, music is definitely the main focus of it, but like you said, it's bringing in, like, so many other elements um, and just getting people involved in a way that doesn't have to be, like, you know, closing doors on people because they're like, you don't know this album by this band or whatever. It's really just, like, including as many people as possible, which I think is so awesome. Yeah, I always, I feel like that's, like, a thing at bigger sites, too, like, Sometimes they mention music or, like, do reviews, and I'm like, I've never, like, heard of that band, or, like, they make you feel like, I don't know, you're not, like, as with it because you don't know something, and um, I just want everyone to be able to feel like they can read The Grey Estates, no matter what they like or, um, like, what band's they're into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like you get such an amazing mix of bands, too. Like, I have discovered so many awesome bands through your blog and your playlists and all of that. Um, What are some of the ways that you discover new artists? It's, you know, I feel like it's hard these days, like, with Spotify and with all of these big platforms. Like, how do you find those bands that you really love um, and connect with? Sometimes, like, um, I go on Bandcamp and I just search under certain tags or, like, I see what um is popular and then other times um i get so many submissions that like most of the stuff i find has been emailed to me and like lately just in going to shows um like the seeing the opening acts even other bands like i been finding stuff through that but i think it's definitely hard 
because there's so many ways you can find stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. then, like, I, I follow other sites online, too, but um, I wish I had, like, more time to find stuff. But um, when I do have time, I just kind of like to dig around on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's, like, really overwhelming, too, to just, like, sift through your emails. And, like, I feel like I get really overwhelmed by that a lot of the time when I'm, like, there's just so much good music out there and I want to listen to all of it, but that's just impossible. There's just not enough time in the day to, like, find all of that. So it can be really overwhelming to find the things that you really love. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. Uh, I finally put up, like, um, a vacation responder last year because I felt bad because we'd get so many emails and I'm like, people keep following up and I'm like, I didn't even get a chance to listen to this. Like when you sent it a month ago, like it's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. Um, But yeah, it's definitely hard to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Were there any bands when you were starting the Gray Estates maybe that you were really excited about that kind of inspired you to start the blog or like any bands or artists who you remember like talking to or including like in your first blog features? Um, L.A. Witch was one of the first artists that um, I had reached out to about an interview. And at the time, they weren't signed to, like, Suicide Squeeze. Um, They just had stuff on Bandcamp, and I was really into it. And they had done an interview. And then around that same time, um, I found the Courtney's on Bandcamp, and they did an interview. Um, Mm -hmm. But they were, like, two like, when I heard those two bands like I kind of realized that kind of like the direction of stuff that I wanted to focus on and it's been cool because I feel like as the site's grown like so have some of the acts that we've covered so it's cool to see them like go on to do bigger things and um to get like the same play in other publications that are bigger than us mm-hmm Yeah, totally. I think that's so cool to be able to, like, watch that process of an artist and kind of, like, grow as they grow, too, and see them just, like, reach more and more people. That's just such a cool feeling. Um, How did you get into, like, independent music or um, DIY music? Was that something that you had always listened to, or how did you kind of find your way into um, that area of music or just music in general? Um, Actually, I watched the O.C., Um, And at the time, I had always listened to, like, what was on the radio. And I can remember I had, like, found out about um, Death Cab for Cutie through that show and then, like, Pitchfork. And um, because of that show, I discovered that, like, there was this whole other, like, genre of music that I didn't know about. Um, And since then, I've always kind of been really into that stuff. Um, But I think, I mean, honestly, it's probably because the O.C., I Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, if I hadn't watched that show, I might still be listening to pop music. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, I don't know that the Grey States would have, like, (laughs) even been a thing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Wow, that's so cool. Um, And the the name, The Grey Estates, does that come from a TV show as well? Um, It's from a Wolf Parade song. Okay. Just, like, had really, I really love that band, and... Like, when I saw the name, I was like, I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, well, this seems like a good fit. <laughs> nice, nice. Is there anything that you've been loving lately? I know, like you said, you just get inundated with a crazy amount of music. But what has been standing out to you lately? And what have you just been, like, not able to stop playing? Um, Hardly Art just signed this band called Girl Friday. And I, like, 
it's like I think it's like a four or five track EP. So it's not even that long, but I've been listening to it like again and again, and it just keeps getting better. Um, and then I also really love the new Steph Cura record. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this band that I just found out about called Grumpster, I think. Um, yeah, and they're like super great. Um, but other than that, I always feel like I listen to the same stuff. Like I find like one thing mm-hmm. I like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna listen to this for like two months until I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Totally. I feel like it's so easy to do that. And it's so overwhelming too when there's like so much stuff out there and you want to just like listen to everything like super deeply and like, you know, just be an expert on all of these albums. But then it's like, also, I just want to listen to Hilary Duff's Metamorphosis, like, you know, on repeat for like 10 years of my life, which I already have done and will do probably into the future. But <laughs> I, can, I can relate. Yeah, I can support that. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's hard to find a mix of, like, the classics and then, you know, all the new stuff that's out there because there's just so much. There is, like, a ton. For sure. Um, You also have some new features on The Grey Estates. Um, In addition to, you know, writing, like, reviews and interviews and stuff like that, um, you've been posting some makeup routines. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about the beat and how that got started? Sure. Um... I had started writing about, like, beauty routines um, for my, like, I'm a freelance writer at Teen Vogue, and um, I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, I love makeup now, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to see how artists do it because I feel like so many times, like, promotional images from bands, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, like, they can do a cat eye eyeliner, and, like, Mm -hmm. I can't even put on mascara, so... (laughs) I need to like find out their secrets um and it's been really like well received and some bands have gotten really into it um and it's been super fun um to like be able to see that and plus i think it kind of like goes back to that aspect of like making it so that it's a community and people can feel like they can relate to bands um so that's been kind of fun for sure yeah i mean there are so many other things that are like part of the music world that aren't just the music like you said like makeup and fashion and all of that is part of like the performance and it's part of how artists express themselves so that's really cool to like have that platform and to have them be able to share their routines and stuff because that's totally like part of their art as well yeah definitely that's awesome um have you been into makeup for a while or is there anything that you have been loving lately as like part of your routine um, okay, what have I been into? I got really into, um, this is terrible because I know people don't like her, but I got really into Kylie Jenner lip kits um, <laughs> because they're so easy to, like, the lip liner super easy to use and the lip product, like, stays on really good. Um, and at first when I, one of my friends told me to try them, I was like, this is going to be a waste of money, but... I'm, like, obsessed with it now, and I feel like it's, like, something that even I can do. Like, anyone can do. Like, if I can line my lips and it looks normal, like, I feel like anyone can. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's been my go-to. And Too Faced has this – I feel so weird talking about makeup. I just (laughs) love it. Um, Too Faced has this pretty rich palette that, like, has this really intense, like, shades of glitter shadow. 
And, like, it's probably too much to wear all the time, but I do wear it all the time, and it's, I love it. Like, I'm really into glitter now. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that is one of my goals, is to, like, get more confident using makeup, because I feel like I just do, like, mascara and, like, fill in my eyebrows every day, and I'm like, okay, that's it. But there are so many other things to explore, and I feel like I just get very intimidated by, like, all of the options out there and I'm like I don't know what to do I don't know how to apply this stuff but that would be just such a fun way to spice up your day of like putting some glitter on your eyes you know yeah it's like super easy and I like feel that way too because even when I do stuff I'm like I don't know if these colors match or like if this looks good together but like I'm gonna try it so I mean the worst that happens is like it looks weird and you have to wash it off but like most of the time I'm like oh I'm really impressed but like I was able to do this Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay, well, I guess I need to go back to the Gray Estates website and read up and just get some inspiration and go for it. I think that's what I should do after I get off the phone today is just get inspired. Yeah, please, please report back. I'm, like, here to guide you anytime. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you're also kind of switching up maybe the kind of content that you do on the blog as well in addition to doing stuff like the beat um which is a new feature i know that i've seen on twitter you're thinking about restructuring like premieres and stuff like that um do you want to talk about like the kind of content that you make and kind of what some of your favorite pieces to write are and maybe what some of your favorite pieces aren't or what you don't want to spend as much time on yeah um i feel like for a while premieres have just gotten to be so stressful because it's like a lot of times I know like not everyone has the ability to send stuff in advance um so like it was just like I was getting stuff like the day of or the night before I feel like the requests were kind of last minute and I feel bad being like oh I'm only gonna spend like a day or a couple hours with this um so I really want to like go back to just being able to like really like sit with music and listen to it and like take that time um i like can't figure it out because the stuff that like i love doing never does as well like traffic wise as premieres Mm -hmm. do um people love premieres but i'm really hoping to like get back i love doing interviews and i want to do more of those and um like more shorter album reviews um and just like getting to spend more time with music because I think it's just been hard. Um, Like some premieres I definitely have the time for and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But I just think for the most part, like there's, like you said, there's so little time to sift through everything. And then when you do get something, like I feel bad if I'm not able to like really study it or like write the words that I want to about it. Um, So I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I just want to go back to doing that and like doing more stuff um like the bead and we have a feature where like bands submit recipes and um just like coming up with cool stuff because sometimes I feel like I get like in such a rush to get something on the site that I'm like oh like I wish I would have been able to have time to think of something new or to like really write about this album so we'll see how Mm -hmm. it goes yeah and I think that's really special too when you get to like put in a bunch of time and, you know, do a really thoughtful interview or have a really, like, meaningful conversation with a band. Um, I think those pieces are really special and that really shows a lot of, like, both that band, like, they get to kind of, like, speak for themselves and, like, say what they want to say and, um, 
connect with an audience in that way and then you also see a lot more of like the gray estates and like your voice and your writing so I think those pieces are so special and like I really enjoy reading like interviews and conversations like that I think those are just so cool yeah I agree because I, I think too like interviews are something that like you can always return to in the future but like sometimes with premieres it's like you premiere it and then the album's out so like you don't need to go back to that single song um so I think it just has like more it's like more beneficial but um you know I I might change my mind one day but mm-hmm. like for now I just yeah I kind of agree with you I like letting the bands being able to to like speak for themselves mm-hmm yeah, and I totally feel that pressure, too, to, like, just be releasing content constantly and just, like, always have something new. And, like, premieres are probably a really, you know, an easier way to, like, get out more content more quickly. Um, but I think it's really special to have those features that you, like, spend a bunch of time on and you really focus on um, and, like, say something really special. And I think that's that's a really cool opportunity. And, like, that's what I'm trying to figure out, like, with my blog right now is, like, how much do I want to just put as much stuff as I can out there or take a little more bit more time, release fewer pieces, but like really put my heart into each one that I do. Yeah, I feel like that's something that like no matter how long you're doing something, like it I think it's like always good to question that too because it just like means you want to to do better and create more. Um so I think that's good that like we're both thinking that. I mean that's just I mean me personally I think that's good, but some people mm-hmm. might be like just ordinary, but I think it's good to like change it up and um, find new ways of like doing things that you love. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Are there any lessons that you feel like you've learned um, in the years that you've had the Gray Estates? Like different ways that you want to like run your blog or how to like manage your time between your full time writing and then also kind of doing this in your spare time? I feel like. I have still, like, I'm constantly trying to get better at managing my time. Um, I feel like this is the first year where I've actually been, like, like, I I tell myself, like, oh, my gosh, you've been working, like, seven days a week. You need to, like, not do that. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like I've definitely learned how to manage my time. And I also think just in, like, doing the blog and in talking to people, um, like, I realized that like I became more comfortable in like myself as a person and just approaching people um, and like talking with people. I still get nervous talking to bands, but I think mm-hmm. like the work that I've done and just like getting to talk to so many people, like I realized like, Oh, everybody's just like an ordinary person. Like I probably don't need to worry about this as much as I do. But um, yeah, I think just being like um, coming out of my shell is probably probably the biggest one I think Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like that's a really big lesson like I totally get nervous before like every interview still and that's something that I'm trying to work on of you know which I think that's going to happen to some degree anyway like I don't think that's ever going to go away completely but like how do you harness that um and kind of turn that into something positive and like an exciting energy rather than just being like oh my gosh how am I going to talk to this person that I really admire and I love their music and I've been listening to it forever like how do you you know turn that around and be like oh this is just a normal person and they have their own life too independent of their music and we're just going to have a conversation and it's going to be fine yeah I feel like I still am learning that like I definitely still get like that like before interviews I'm like oh my gosh like 
I'm going to have an anxiety attack. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like something I'm like, oh, I need to work on this still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But yeah, I feel like I just need to remind myself, like, everyone is just a normal person too. Like, it's really easy to build someone up and just... You know, especially with music, I feel like it's hard to see musicians as, like, normal people sometimes, which is really weird and probably really unhealthy, like, whether you're, you know, a music writer or just a listener or whoever, like, you know, you don't think about, like, a musician just, like, going about their life and going to the grocery store and brushing their teeth, like, you know, they're just normal people too, so. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other tips for kind of when to realize, like, maybe when to step back from your work or, like, ways to just take care of yourself um, when you feel like things are overwhelming or you need to, like, take a break for a little bit? I think just, like, listening to yourself and, like, I think even sometimes, like, I tell myself, like, oh, I could keep doing this and not take a break, but then I think I've realized that, like, even if you take just like a few seconds to take like a bubble bath or you take an entire day or like a few days to yourself, um, regardless of how you're feeling. Like, I think that can be so beneficial. And I, I think it's really better to be honest and like tell people like, Oh, I don't have time for this or I'm overwhelmed. Like I used to feel bad Mm -hmm. having to say no. Um, and I still do, but I think I've learned that like, it's okay. And like, if I am feeling overwhelmed, that it's okay to tell someone that, um, I can't do this right now or I need to reschedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saying no is really hard. I feel like that's a lesson that, like, a lot of adults or, like, people who are becoming adults kind of have to deal with because it's really hard to be like, no, it's okay. Like, I could squeeze this into my schedule and make it work, but, like, you don't have to. And that is a really weird thing to realize and be like, oh, it's okay. I can just say no because I want to have this time for myself and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, totally. Are there any other lessons or just things that you feel like you've learned from having the gray estates? Anything that you feel like you've taken away or like just anything that you have like learned about yourself or just, yeah, learned from having the blog? Um, I think I've learned that it, like everyone um, is, is struggling with something at some point. Like I, I think it's really easy to feel like you're the only one that like understands what you're going through. But I think just in, in doing the blog and in like asking those questions of Twitter followers and of sharing how I'm feeling, um, I've really learned that so many people just like need a friend or even like just someone to talk to. And I think there's so much to be said for just being kind and, and being yourself and not feeling like you have to be, perfect or like pretend like your days are always great um so I think just learning to be honest and and being able to be open about what I'm going through um is important like not only for me but I I hope that it it helps someone else um so I think that's one of the biggest things is just being like more willing to talk about like the struggles especially with mental health just um because I know that's something people still like feel weird talking about so if like, my words can help even one person. Like, I, I feel like that's taught me that, like, it's okay to say, like, oh, I'm really sad today. Um, I can't answer this email. Um, but, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that 
should be so much more normal, especially like you said, in the context of like work and saying no. Like I feel like there's a lot of stigma around being like, no, I can't deal with this today because, you know, I'm having a bad day or I'm dealing with my own stuff. Like, you know, that's still something that isn't as normal as it should be. Um, but I think that's really amazing to talk about that more and to just open up those conversations and then you realize like, oh, it's okay. I don't have to, you know, hide this stuff or like take on more than I'm capable of because this is totally normal. Yeah, right. I agree with that completely. I definitely think that's something like I can always do more of or learn to like be better about because um, sometimes I do forget because I get like so caught up in just like posting things that um, I'm like oh I'll just check in with Twitter and share that I'm sad again <laughs> like what's, what's going on <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no I think that's awesome and I think it's awesome to see like so many people just interacting with that and reacting and just like how so much positivity springs from that like even you know if someone's just tweeting and they're like oh i'm having a bad day like i'm feeling really sad today like there's just so much like positivity that can come from that um so even when you're just like sharing all of those like candid thoughts that is such such an amazing thing yeah yeah thanks mm-hmm. yeah for sure um do you have any other maybe advice for people who like want to start their own blogs or want to get into the world of like music journalism or music writing not just asking for myself but also maybe a little bit asking for myself um anything that you feel like you've learned from having your own blog or anything that you kind of wish you knew when you were like starting out um i think the biggest thing um that while i'm trying to think there's so many things I've learned um, about mm-hmm. starting the blog. I feel like if you want to do it, you should just do it. And I don't think you should be worried um, about how many people are reading it or following it. Um, or if you get told no by a bunch of places because they say your your site doesn't have enough traffic. Um, I just think it's important, like, if that's something you want to do, to just go for it. Um, music journalism... I feel like it's easier to start a blog and to, like, make a name for yourself that way like it was for me Um, because I have struggled. I've never really made money um, writing about music. Like, I've always wanted to be, like, oh, I'll be a music fan or I'll be, like, a music journalist. Um, But I found that, like, I just, the opportunities weren't there for me, and, I like, sometimes I just, I don't know, I... I learned to be interested in other things um, so I could pay my bills, which is like a really sad thing to now be sharing after I've talked about being so positive. But um, I just think like it can depend. Like a lot of times that I know other people have had like a really, like a much easier time of like getting in places. Um, but I, the part of the reason I started the gray estates too was because um, like I just had trouble landing pitches with places. Um, so I thought like, oh, I'm just going to do this for me. And I think that in starting a blog, like it can genuinely help you discover like your writing voice. And if this is something you want to continue to do and in doing the blog, it has helped me find other opportunities in writing. Um, I still make most of my work writing about like things that the Kardashians did. Um, but I think that can be good too, because like, I think it, it's great because the gray states is something like that I'm doing just because I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I write that, I don't feel like anyone's 
sort of telling me what to say or controlling what I'm writing. Um, but I think if, if you want to get into writing, um, definitely don't wait for someone to like hire you or give you permission and just go for it. Um, because there are so many ways that you can share music and start a blog and, um, just become like a voice that people turn to. Um, and then hopefully it leads to other stuff. But if not, um, I think it's just cool to have something that you've created and you can really take ownership of and, and feel proud of, like, what you did. I don't know. It's just, like, mm-hmm. a really long answer. But journalism mm-hmm. is a really weird field. Um, I love mm-hmm. it, but I hate it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think that's such a good way to, like you said, kind of control the stuff that you're writing of just saying, okay, I'm just going to go over here and I'm going to start my own thing and I'm not going to have a boss. I'm not going to have someone telling me what to do or giving me deadlines or saying like, no, you can't publish that content because then you're totally in control and, you know, you can publish beauty reviews and you can publish, you know, recipes from bands and you can just like curate your own thing. Um, And I think there's something so special about that, about just like taking control and really like finding your own voice and being your own thing. Cause yeah, there, there can be like weird, I don't know, gatekeeping and like weird stuff within like music journalism as a whole. But there have been so many awesome like independent sites um, that have sprung up, I feel like in the last couple years um, and even before that, that have been really awesome and just show what cool things can happen when people kind of go in their own direction and just like get off that grid. Yeah, I agree. There have been so many, like, recently, um, like, new sites, like, even yours and, um, like, Amanda's podcast, and um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's great because there is weird gatekeeping. Like, I remember I used to have to write positive reviews of albums for people that, like, advertised on one of the sites I wrote for. Oh, and wow. And I, like, didn't love the album or whatever, but it's just, like, that's weird. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to, like pick what I'm going to do and um, no one can say like Lauren you probably shouldn't let bands like talk about makeup Um, but you know Mm -hmm. you get to do it because you created it so yeah I agree yeah and then you know like people know that anything they're reading on the gray estates is like you know something that you genuinely love and are excited about and they know that if they're going there they're going to find like great writing that's not just you know someone's not like paying them to write it's because they just genuinely love these bands and want to support this music so I think that's awesome yeah thank you yeah are there any other people that are inspiring you lately any other like blogs or media sites um I know you mentioned Amanda from Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion yeah um she's probably one of my biggest inspirations um I think who else oh boy um I worked with this person, um, Greg Cast of New Professor, on like um, a South by Southwest show, and he put out the new Rosie really Tucker album, and he like has this small label. It's not really small; it's medium sized. Um, on top of having a job, and um, I'm always really inspired by like the fact that he kind of does his own thing too, and he like works with such amazing bands that are like so different, um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I can't think who else. I feel like I always see people on Twitter and I'm like, oh, I love them. They're so inspiring. And (laughs) I forget who they were. But, I mean, anyone that genuinely reads the site inspires me. I'm like, you know, I think it's just great that anybody (laughs) wants to read it. Um, Yeah, I guess anyone that reads The Greatest States. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I feel like going back to that point, I feel like there are so many people that are doing this in music, you know, whether they're like writing a blog or a label who are just like doing this in their free time and like don't get any money for it and are just like putting in so much love and hard work and effort um, to just like promote bands and make music a better place, which I think is so awesome and so inspiring. Like on the one hand, it's sad because, you know, these people should get paid for all this awesome work that they're doing and um, the music industry like should be structured really differently so that these people can like flourish and you know do this full time or whatever but um, I think that's also really inspiring to see people um, like you and like all these labels and blogs that are just doing this because they love it. Yeah yeah I wish it it was restructured so that people could like make a living off of it but it is cool to see people trying to change that and like doing it just because they want to. Mm-hmm, for sure. Are there any recent conversations that you've done or features um, on the Gray Estates that you want to shout out or plug? Are there? I know you talked about a couple um, new albums and artists that you've been loving lately, um, but are there any pieces that you have written lately that you're like, this is really awesome and I want more people to know about it? Um, let me think. Well, we did an interview with Steph Chur that was good, um, and then... Later this month, we have one coming with Summer Cannibals that, like, people should look out for because it was a really good um, conversation that I think, like, will really resonate with a lot of people. But let me think. I think lately I've been kind of, oh, Pom Pom Squad, we got to share their new song, and it's amazing. Um, and I think everyone should be listening to that band. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Well, I want to ask all of my podcast guests to share a message to someone who inspires them, um, maybe someone who motivates them. It could be within the music world or just like anyone in their life who is an awesome inspirational force. Um, Is there anyone who you want to give a shout out to um, who motivates you or is just like generally a really awesome human being? Um, I'm gonna do two because I feel bad if I only did one, but um, I work with one of my friends, Ansley, who also does photos for the site. Um, and she started doing stuff um, like where she's tour managing bands and just like her dedication to it and um, her work and growth like as a photographer and like she always wants to shoot bigger bands. And I'm always like, I don't know if we're going to get that like for the site. That's a really big band. Um, but just her like willingness to try and to do things really inspires me. And then this is going to be so corny, and I'm really sorry, but no. the person I'm dating, Brett, books shows under um, Don't Let the Scene Go Down on Me Collective, and he books a lot of DIY shows. And I don't think I realized the extent of, like, work that bookers do until I started talking to him, and I just think, like, he and any other booker that, like, does it on a DIY basis should be given awards because it's just, like amazing to me how much work it is and he does that on like top of having a job and um like I think my emails are bad but like he manages numbers and stuff and like I was always in like pre-algebra um (laughs) like I don't know how like anyone can do this so I just think anyone listening to this that book shows but especially Brett um inspires me because I think that's like a whole other aspect of this industry that is just as complicated and as hardworking as blogs and I mean I think I mean you inspire me too it inspires me to ask me to be on this like oh my gosh um, <laughs> thank you 
yeah, you know, I think that's, I think that's all I have for my inspiring people. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. I mean, you inspire me so much, so I'm just going to give like a brief shout out to you because oh my gosh. you inspire me. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me and for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I had so much fun. And I hope that everyone just starts reading your blog and they start listening to this podcast. Like, I'll plug it as much as I can. (laughs) But thank you. Yeah, of course. You can find The Gray Estates online at thegrayestates.com, and you can keep up with their latest content on Twitter, like makeup routines from The Beat and plenty of new music at The Gray Estates. The Pass the Mic podcast is produced by Ali Poshuk and Colleen Cowie, and is presented by Renaissance People's Media. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and at pass-the-mic.com. If you want to support the people who make this podcast and Pass the Mic possible, you can head to our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthemicmag. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.